Street Crypto, broadcasting live from Leander, Texas. It is 5.33 in the morning, and um, yeah, this is my morning video blog about crypto, aka Brain Dump, where I just kind of wake up, smell the, uh, well, I don't drink coffee, smell the kombucha. (laughs) Most of the time I'm drinking kombucha, some mornings it's just like... This gnarly energy drink here. <laughs> Probably shouldn't drink. It's not really energy. It's just some pre-workout stuff. Um, yeah, basically energy drink. But uh, and then uh, my apple. Um, so yeah, this is my morning show. Um, I'm just yeah, just random freestyle uh, stream of consciousness talking about my experience in the crypto space. And I've been doing this since October twenty fourth, twenty twenty. Um, I am sponsored by somebody, um, Zencaster, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I have to listen to what they want me to say. So this is technically not an endorsement of Zencaster yet. Uh, so I'll get on that today at work. <clears throat> I'll uh, open up those windows and um, have the little uh, things that I'm supposed to read for a second. All right. Uh, but so far, it's not not sponsored program. And I try not to shill anything, although I end up shilling some stuff sometimes, um, you know, just talking about some things I like. I don't think that's necessarily shilling. But, uh, yeah, so let's take a look at the crypto market and see what's up. Um, cryptocurrency prices by market cap on the old CoinGecko. CoinGecker. Um, so it's one of these many, many pages that you can go to to see the coin listings. Um, I, don't, I probably need to refresh this page and uh, let's see what's going on. <clears throat> um, I know Bitcoin and uh, crypto has been all over the place lately. Um, Biden is about to, uh, I think it's March 11th, um, uh, go up on stage and read a script that's basically, you know, who knows if he'll read it right, but we'll give the direct executive order on cryptocurrency or on Bitcoin. Um, so we'll see what happens after that. I imagine a lot of people are either, you know, well, probably, probably selling before the news trying to, to get good while they can get good, you know, um, who knows what that's going to do to Bitcoin. Um, probably, you know, it'll make it sink for a little bit, but I don't think that anything's really going to stop Bitcoin. Honestly, um, the regulators are going to try, people are going to try, you know, with all the FUD, but the more that people, the governments try to crack down on cryptocurrency or try to crack down uh, the more governments try to crack down on people's bank accounts and these sanctions and everything like that, the more relevant cryptocurrency becomes and the more the veil is pulled off of the whole idea that uh, <laughs> that that you're free. <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, that happened with the truckers in, in Canada, you know, them shutting down the GoFundMe account. And now we see, you know, Visa and MasterCard and PayPal and all these places pulling out of Russia 
to where people in Russia can't uh, transact internationally anymore. And uh, a lot of those people are moving towards cryptocurrencies, which is deeming cryptocurrencies to be labeled some kind of shady activity now um, because it can't be controlled. Uh, a lot of them can't be controlled. So I know there's chain analysis on Bitcoin, and I'm not going to get into all the subtleties of some different ways that things can be tracked, but it is you know, really, I mean, I would say it's more of a pain in the ass, but it's not really because in a way for regulators, you can see everything that's done on the blockchain. Um, you just can't necessarily see who it is without it being um, it with, without a little more investigation. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there really is no way to hide a transaction on a transparent blockchain unless you're using something like Monero or Secret Network or something like that, you know. Um, but that's a whole other episode. Um, anyway, so Bitcoin's at $38,959.16. Ethereum's at $2,592.72. That's pretty low, man. Uh, down 11.2% in the past seven days, up 2.3%. Uh, in the past 24 hours, we're starting to see some green, maybe some things starting to recover from uh, Sunday and yesterday's crash. Uh, Tether's a stable coin. Binance um, up 3.2%. Um, to 386.65. USDC is a stable coin. XRP is 72 cents. Um, I don't know how XRP is still in there in, in the running, you know. So I don't know. Terra, 81.55, staying pretty static, but down 10.6% in the past seven days. Uh, Solana, 83.85, down 15% in the past seven days. Cardano, down 15.4% to 81 cents. Um, Avalanche, 72.63, down 13.9%. Um, I've been seeing lately a couple comparisons of Avalanche compared to Tron <laughs> and Solana, or what was it? Yeah, Solana compared to EOS, you know, back in 2017. And then they said, well, Charles Hoskinson is just, and then Cardano is just you know, run by somebody who, who thinks they're a math professor since 2017. So <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was kind of funny. You got to have a sense of humor in, in this, in this, uh, business here i guess is, is or you know if you're going to be involved in the crypto sector it's not my business but yeah um polka dot 1689 down 10.8 uh let's see here anything else sticking out for me i'd like to take a look at phantom and see um where that has been and then yearn finance as well um and i'll tell you here in a second theta is up 10.5 percent in the past 24 hours down 11.8 percent in the past seven days, I'm pretty uh, involved deeply um, in, well, I'm pretty uh, invested in Theta, you know, so um, I do see a, a bright future for Theta, you know, so uh, let's see here, Harmony down 16.1%, uh, up 1.4% in the past 24 hours, and let's see here, um, anything that's really standing out, all right, so um, let me let me find Yearn Finance, and I want to find Phantom. So bear with me one second here. Um, man, are they really that far down past the top 50? I did not know that. Um, so let's see here. Phantom, there it is right there because I was just searching for Oh, it's a trending search. A lot of people have their eyes on Phantom. Uh, Immutable X, too, huh? Okay. That's Immutable X is a Starkware um, NFT token for the gaming space. 
So, uh, Phantom down to $1.37 has had a bit of a wild ride um, in the past you know, week or so, which I will talk about here in a second. Uh, well, actually, I'll talk about that now. Andre Cronhey is one of the main characters of Phantom, one of the main developers. And let's, let's wheel this out 14 days and see what it looks like. Um, I'm not a graph guy, so don't. I'm not gonna be sitting here trying to put those charts, you know, on on anything, and you know, call out ascending and descending wedges and cups and handles and head and shoulders and all that stuff. I'm not your guy for that. Um, there are people that do that, and there's a couple people that do that very well. Um, but most of them are just basically like sticking a um, stick in a pile of dog poop and stirring it around and saying there's gonna be rain. Um, so let's see here. Uh, so March 22nd, it was up to 203 and then, or March, March 2nd. Yeah. March 2nd, 2022. And then, uh, March 8th, it's down here to a dollar 37. So, um, it's taking quite a dip. And as you can see here, right about on March 6th on Sunday, it just, just dropped down almost vertically. Um, so yeah, there's been a lot of drama going on. Um, Apparently, and this is kind of old news for a lot of people, so bear with me. Um, yeah, old news, new news. You know, to think about it this way. You know, I don't. I'm not here to keep up on the daily news like the Defiant and stuff like that, and the Coin Telegraph. I'm just here to talk about stuff that I'm learning, and then when I get time to talk about it. So uh, that being said, apologies aside, there are still a lot of people that are still even. I mean, DeFi. The concept of DeFi is news to them. So you know, keep that in mind. Um, all right, we're not everybody's on the same um, playing field with, with regards to crypto. There's a lot of really new people always constantly coming in. So I kind of always have to review the basics and uh, kind of give a little, you know, foundational spiel. All right. So anyway, <clears throat> Andre Cronhey um, has been one of the founders of Phantom Network. And Phantom Blockchain is another layer one blockchain that uh, uses... Direct, direct acyclic graph technology, um, a DAG technology, <laughs> DAG, and uh, uh, hey, hey, put the DAG outside. It stinks. It's yeah. Hey, shut the DAG up. It's barking too loud. Uh, that's the only thing I think about whenever I hear like a you know somebody from Boston or Rhode Island or you know, you know talking about dogs. You know, hey, hey. Nice DAG you have there. <laughs> anyway, that's DAG technology, direct acyclic, direct acyclic graph. And uh, it's what Hedera Hashgraph uses. Um, Phantom calls it something else. They call it lachesis and or lachesis, however you pronounce it, like tomato, tomato. And it's basically the same thing. <laughs> it's just uh, Hedera Hashgraph has like patents on certain parts of it. And it's uh, really owned. Um, I mean, they, they say it's decentralized. Hedera Hashgraph is not decentralized. But uh, it has a lot of very, very large corporations and entities as their validators. And yeah, there's no way you can be a validator on Hedera Hashgraph without being some kind of multinational billion dollar organization or whatever. Uh, but Phantom's kind of, I like to think it's it's using that same technology, but more of like a people's network. And there's a lot of 
uh, pretty cringy and pretty scary uh, DeFi apps on it that you can go in there and you can go in that phantom blockchain area and you can really degen out. Um, but there's some really good stuff in there too. Um, so, you know, that's part of the whole experimentation of the space. You know, you can jump in and you can go to standard route, you know, you can do Celsius and BlockFi and, you know, stay on the centralized exchanges where it's all safe. Uh, you know, well, it's not really safe. That's, that's the thing about it. But people have this idea of, you know, if it's big, it's safe. You know, if it's, you know, I don't know. But um, if you can, you know, go direct from your dollars to it, it's safe. You know, it's not necessarily the case. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. So, but anyway, um, Phantom is there to help. And there's another layer one. There's a whole plethora of layer ones that are there to try to solve the issues that Bitcoin and Ethereum are running into with um, like speed and scalability and stuff like that. And a lot of times it's at the, it's at the cost of central of you know, decentralization. And that's the whole scalability trilemma. Well, Phantom is one of those, but it takes a different approach than a lot of these other blockchains. It takes that approach using d direct acyclic DAG technology. And uh, so, but anyway, Andre Kronhey was, has been one of the, the founders spearheading all this. And Andre Kronhey was one of the first people to um, create DeFi, you know, um, through Yearn Finance and all that stuff back in 2020, the DeFi summer. And everybody was going gangbusters. And that's whenever you've suddenly had like things like Yam come out and Sushi Swap and, you know, yeah, all these other swaps that had to do with food, pancake swap, you know, I don't know, apple swap, pizza swap, you know, pasta swap. There's just all this, all this food, all this DeFi technology named after food, and most of the projects were just like, you know, bound for the toilet. You know, like literally, it was food, and it's bound for the toilet. I mean, it makes perfect sense, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't, never thought about that, man. I'm a yeah, I'm a, I'm a jokester, aren't I? <laughs> Hold on, let me take a bite of my apple. Okay, so today was a tough day for the Phantom community, and this was posted um, on March 6th, which was two days ago. Um, in this thread, I'll break down. This is by Miles Deutscher, I think. That's how you pronounce it. Or not Deutscher. That's how you know Americans look at <laughs> Deutscher. Um, but Miles Deutscher, and Deutsch being you know Deutschland, you know Germany. So maybe I don't know. Uh, anyway, on. On uh, Sunday, he posted, today was a tough day for the Phantom community. And you notice on that graph, that's when everything just completely dropped down vertically for Phantom. On this thread, I'll break down what happened with Andre Kronhey, how it affects the Phantom ecosystem going forward, and what we can do to respond. So, uh, and I saw Andre Kronhey's original tweet. Um, I can't find it now because I think he deleted his Twitter account and he went totally anon. Will he still be around? Possibly, but he's definitely going to be anonymous. All right, so. All right. Yesterday, Andre Kronhey changed his LinkedIn to suggest he's stepping down uh, away from crypto. Um, okay. Um, I guess Miles retweeted his own tweet. Um, hearing that Andre Kronhey is taking a break from crypto appears to be burnout after the Solidly Exchange launch. He recently launched a new exchange called Solidly Exchange that was supposed to be in partnership with Daniel Sesta. Uh, Danny Sesta. More on that later. He changed his YFI and Phantom LinkedIn to reflect this. Um, YFI is your in finance and FTM is Phantom. Um, ending February 22nd instead of present. 
Um, Michael Kong, Phantom's CEO, also responded to this on Telegram. Okay, I'm not going to get into that. But today, Andre's business partner, Anton, confirmed these rumors, saying they are deciding. So Anton is stepping down, too, or he has stepped down, uh, to terminate 25 apps and services, including um, Iron Finance, Solidly Exchange, The Keeper. That's a big one. All right. So, the Keeper Network. Uh, Andre and I have decided that we're closing the chapter of contributing to the DeFi crypto space, is what Anton Nell is saying. Um, there are around 25 apps and services that we are terminating on April, on, on the 3rd of April, 2022. Um, so, interesting. Andre himself said that they are completing handovers, which implies that the affiliated projects will still be able to run independently of Andre. So, Bad PR. These guys are developers. They're not salespeople. They're not marketing people. They're not PR people. They're not terminating these applications. They're handing over the application. They're terminating their involvement with it. So they could have probably worded it a little bit better. So for those of you panicking, however, a result of all this is the price on all these projects have dropped significantly and it's been kind of a shaking of the foundations and it is kind of a wake-up call for the whole idea of a lot of uh these the people in this crypto space that follow this crypto stuff to put these these uh figureheads on pedestals crypto is supposed to be about decentralization and a lot of times anonymity um it's supposed to be about not one key, one person holding the keys to a project. Um, it's all about you know anonymous, uh, not anonymous, but multi sigs and things like that. Um, it's it's about decentralization, um, and so that's one of the main criticisms that uh, Bitcoiners say about Ethereum is saying you know all the Ethereum heads just idolize Vitalik, whether that's true or not. Um, I don't think it's true, but uh, I don't. Yeah, but um, and but also. Andre Cronje is one of those figures, kind of like Vitalik. You know, he's this kind of this mysterious dude, and he, you know, he's a savant, and he, you know, sits there and provide and creates some really crazy um, development stuff. But a lot of times lately, people have been treating him in a way like Vitalik Buterin by having him speak. You know, he's a developer; he doesn't want to speak, and having him, you know, write articles and things like that, even though he does have his own blog. But people hold on to every word that he says like he's some kind of person in control of a lot of these projects. Um, when in reality, Phantom has a large team. So does Yearn Finance. It's it, you know He's not the person in control in the same way that Vitalik Buterin is not the person in control of Ethereum. Um, there are no one people in control of these protocols. But, um, you know... The, our human tendency is to have to find some kind of human figure to project all this stuff onto. Um, I mean, it's it's the same concept that can be found in Rene Girard's scapegoat mechanism. Um, humans have to find some some um, pinpoint and some target to uh, put all this mimetic energy into. And um, if they don't have it, then um, you know pressure builds up and there's no release for it and society will self-destruct. Um, so that's part of the whole complex mechanism of a scapegoat mechanism. Uh, so uh, and now point number four in this guy's thread, interestingly, Andre himself said that they are completing handovers, which implies that the affiliated project will still be able to run independently of Andre. Perhaps the original announcement could have been worked better to avoid miscommunication. Um, 
Andre says, please don't spread misinformation. My LinkedIn is the only source of truth. I've left all previous project projects. Website will remain up to the 3rd of April. I'm busy with all my handovers. I won't be responding, responding to any questions on this further. Um, so uh, somebody said, so to validate, you left Keeper as well. Not yet, but as soon as I complete all handovers, yes. Okay, so um, the Phantom... The announcement was met with a very negative reaction from the community with Phantom and its ecosystem projects taking a huge hit. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of DeFi projects and a lot of projects within Phantom. Um, and a lot of them are very fragile right now. <laughs> you know? uh, they have Tomb Protocol, Tomb Finance, they have Spirit Swap, Liquid Driver, you know, Phantom itself, the uh, Ice. Um, let's see what else. T Share. Um, I don't know what Beats are or Scream is, but uh, you know, and then Boo is a Spooky Swap. You know, so there's a lot of really interesting DeFi protocols and other protocols in Phantom that were taking a huge hit. And if you look at this chart here, you know, Scream's down 38.2. Um, T-Share was down 25.7. Tarot is down 22.8. You know, Phantom was down 14%. Liquid Drivers down 16.6%. Spirit Swap down 17.4%. Spooky Swap down 18%. I mean, so everything took a huge hit and, it, and everything's starting to level out now a little more, which is good. Because people are starting to realize it's not the end of the world that your, you know, Messiah is is deciding to go into anonymity. So total value of locked on Phantom also responded negatively as investors de-risked and exited solidity pools. So you know the crypto space is going through a lot right now. Like I mentioned earlier, with you know Bitcoin and Joe Biden about to sign a crypto executive order this week, um, um, as the industry faces sanctions pressure, and then now we have Andre Kronhey stepping down. Who knows? Maybe he knows something we don't. Maybe he's getting pressure from regulators, and and this has nothing to do with him just being tired of all the drama that you know went on with Danny Sesta. Um, so, and then number seven, Phantom uh, FDN made an official announced a statement on the matter and reiterated that some great points regarding the state of the project. He said, interestingly, and Andre hasn't been involved directly on Phantom Tech in a long time. Um, so, yeah, uh, he hasn't really been directly involved for quite a while, and there are 40-plus people working at Phantom. So Phantom was never a one-man team. Uh, Phantom also gave us some exciting updates on much-needed upgrades to the chain storage and the highly anticipated Phantom virtual machine. Um, so Phantom itself, the Phantom Foundation, says, therefore, the development of Phantom won't be impacted by Andre's decision. Big things are coming as scheduled. We're still on trap to, to ship uh, SnapSync and a database upgrade in the short term and to release middleware improvements such as Fiat storage and the Phantom Virtual Machine, and then number, point number nine. Despite all this carnage, I do want to reiterate this point: Phantom isn't the sum of one man. There are many amazing developers throughout the ecosystem, and the community is much stronger than just one individual. And then number ten, Andre is an amazing developer, and he deserves the utmost respect for his work on Phantom. I completely respect Andre Cronhey as a developer. Um, like I said, he's not a you know, people person. If you ever see him or hear him speak, you can tell he's not a people person. You know. He does not want to talk to you. <laughs> so, uh, however, the project is much bigger than just Andre. Panic selling now seems highly irrational. And, you know, things like stocks and crypto and money is extremely irrational. And you would think that some of the most rational people coming in, like developers, and you know, building code and, you know, like numbers is totally rational, right? No, the people that surround numbers are completely irrational. Um, 
So, yeah, Miles Dutcher said, if you're panic selling your bags because of one man taking a break, I don't know what to say to you. Um, so how do we play the situation? Uh, he says, firstly, my stance on Phantom hasn't changed. I have just as much conviction in Phantom as I did 24 hours ago. And yes, I have held on to my Phantom um, uh, share. You know, I'm not selling it. Um, uh, Phantom without Andre is still Phantom. Nothing has changed. The good news is that we're getting some amazing opportunities to accumulate qual quality Phantom projects. Um, and then this guy says oh, he always preaches of buying in times of extreme fear. And the same thing, I guess, could go for Bitcoin. Uh, personally, I'll be accumulating phantom projects very soon. I'm wary of catching a falling knife, but I'm strategizing a dollar cost average plan to take advantage. All right. So he just keeps reiterating the same point that he likes phantom. <laughs> All right, man, we get it. Yeah, we get it. Uh, um, so there's some other threads. <clears throat> um, let's see here. I want to find the original one that talked about um, him with Andre Cronhey. Uh, let's see here. I have quite a bit of um, threads here, as you can see. And, uh, okay, well, anyway, the synopsis of the other one that I was trying to find and read um, basically talked about... Uh, it talked about um, um, Andre Cronhey... Um, Hold on. Let's see here. Urine behind the story. Okay, let's let's show this thread, and let's see here. Um. Okay, one thread one of n. Okay, okay. So, uh, story starts in summer 2020. Hot off, uh, hot and off. Yearn's debut album, Vaults One, spearheaded by misunderstood DeFi dev Andre Cronhey during what would be called. DeFi summer. Andre's creative force built a robust but simple system to yield farm. Most critics and fans loved it. And that was the DeFi summer. You know, we'll be having a bunch of hippie songs about DeFi summer lately. The album seemed to define a time and place millions of countless copycats wanted to imitate its sounds and rhythms. Yep, all the food meme uh, DeFi apps started coming out. Andre Cronhey decided that this system was not what he liked. He liked to create. So he decided to give away. He created YFI, a token to govern this album. And that was the YAM, the Earn Finance. And uh, he uh, he gave it all away. You know, he walked away from it. You know? And he didn't, you know, he, he, he gave it to everybody. And that token went really high. Um, and because there were only a limited amount made. And uh, yeah, he, he's not in it. I mean, he's he's made money, you know, um, but he, he's he's not in he he's he's what I would call an apostle, you know, somebody that that goes around and plants churches, and then once they get it going, they go to somewhere else and they plant another church, you know, and then they keep on going, and they plant another church. That's what an apostle is, um, and they build communities and they build they build projects. Um, so he's kind of a a crypto apostle, you know, um, so. Uh, let's see. So, um, this guy says my background before I joined Yearn was, this is storm blessed zero X. My background before I joined Yearn was I started learning to play tunes in crypto, um, since 2017. Um, he's, he's using a metaphor of like a, a record, you know, so, uh, listening to the, I mean, the, the title of this thread is Yearn behind the yield, the story of Yearn platinum album vaults version two dark side of DeFi. Okay. All right. So, uh, my my background before I joined Yearn was I was started learning to play tunes in crypto since 2017. Listen to one common hit wonders, um, like 
the common one-hit wonders like ECO, ICOs, ERC-20s, etc. Um, yeah, and in 2017, it was all about the ERC-20 token and the ICO, the initial coin offering project with a white paper and nothing else to it and vaporware, you know. Um, so basically, everybody would just throw money at some guy with a concept and a white paper, and then the guy would suddenly disappear, you know. <laughs> so um, he said, I got good enough with time to start making my own tunes and aspire to build a good enough album that could become a hit. So a lot of people saw this stuff happen, and they're like, I can do that, and they would create their own crypto projects. After YFI came out at this time, by happenstance, I was free to contribute. I managed to create two albums that nobody heard of in Barra Market. Okay, all of my demo tapes got rejected by most studio executives, the VCs, and they wanted proof of um, thousands of paying fans, the Barra Market Fives. All right, at this point, at this time in discord i started discussing and looking for ways to help with the album uh, i saw this bantag figure in the discord at this time i didn't know if he was a musician or a groupie he seemed to know his way around the drums we started quickly talking about favorite tunes and that's what happens in the crypto world you start to meet people in discord um and you you find out that you're good at some things and somebody else is i mean it's just the age-old thing of collaboration um he quickly noted that i could play so he took me to the backstage uh, core telegram chat where suddenly i found myself in the same group of famous DeFi players. So if you could start off in Discord, you know, and you, you start contributing to a project, uh, a lot of times the core contributors, there's a lot of sub chats and DMs and Telegram chats and things like that. You know, not Telegram so much anymore, but uh, that's where a lot of the real activity goes on. <laughs> so, anyway, Andre Kronhey was handing out the tunes. Back to the record analogy. He was composing and sharing them in the chat for everyone to review. Basically, he was sharing his code. Um, the tune could have issues that could be very bad if it went public, like exploits. Um, Andre Kronhey liked playing new tunes in public. I started reviewing the tunes and giving feedback. I was doing other gigs and part-time helping and urine through the whole DeFi summer. The team grew with new players, also inspired by Andre Kronhey. They were free like me and by chance didn't have a band and wanted to contribute. They were all sick musicians. We were lucky. Um, so at Fubulubu, Doggy, was, a.k.a. Doggy, Senior Doggo, was one of those new players. He had past hits like Viper, V-Y-P-E-R. Uh, by the end of 2020, Doggy was building what would become Urine's next new album. The next album would need to be bigger and better than the first one. This was not its, without its drama, though. Andre Kronhey didn't like to involve himself with the album's new direction. He continued composing bonus tracks for his first album. Meanwhile, the new team had to keep working on the next album. We did several demos. Um, so, you know, Pool Pitaco broke the album a lot. Also, Flash Fish OX. The version 2 album became Yearn's Dark Side of the Moon. Um, building Built by the remaining band members since the founder was no longer involved. It was a different vibe, but somehow kept the essence of Andre Kronhey's original vision and brought a fresh direction. Then the incident happened. While we were demoing uh, the version 2 album and mixing it, version 1 album had an incident, the die hack. Lots of fans were affected. Version 2 wasn't out yet, and we didn't know if it would work or not. At this moment, my only gig was urine, so I was worried. Uh, the bunny stepped up. The bunny drummer started gathering the community around minting YFI for the new band members and to reimburse the fans that were affected. The bunny took leadership, and he heard demos of version 2 and rough mixes. He knew this needed to see the light of day. This can't be the end. The minting happened, and we had we reimbursed the fans and secured funding for the new members to start putting out tunes and building on top of this new album. It had mixed reviews at launch, but slowly started gathering traction and went platinum with over 5 billion in total value locked. 
Uh, since Vout version 2 launched, new band members joined, and we are currently working on the next set of tunes that will become our next album. Version 2 has been going strong on the radio for over a year. Andre Kronheide is no longer involved, but his vision still lives to this day. In version 2, they're talking about urine finance version 2 and how it carried on. So this is the birth of version 2. Whatever you want to call it, for some reason, the version 2 album gathers one of the best bands that happen to be working one wandering the space to help build what would become an epic album. This band could put out silver albums on its own, but decided to do it for urine. Urine keeps evolving and growing. Everybody has equal input on the album now. We've been working for over a year without a head figure, and we have many leaders and voices that direct the vision now. So yeah, um, I'm I'm missing like 20 others that I interact with every day, but bus factor has gone down uh, a lot and urine's dev team new folk are contributing every day so uh, i love making music with this team and hope the next albums we put are well received we will most likely experiment and change styles a lot but hope we keep building the core of what brought us here this is not the whole story the biggest thank you to andre thank thanks for reading so that was basically just a thread about you know andre and how he led and he basically was an apostle for urine finance as well and he moved on. So uh, I think he's kind of doing the same thing with Phantom right now. What happened with Phantom is uh, um, him and Danielle Sesta um, were, you know, and started solidly exchange, solidly swap or whatever uh, together. Danny Sesta is a marketing type of guy. Um, he is uh, the face, you know, that Andre needs. And he was the counterpart. Well, Danny Sesta was involved in a project um abracadabra money uh what was the other one um it's on the tip of my tongue um anyway he was he's in you know, magic internet money and all that stuff and um he was involved with that with zero x sifu and zero x sifu was an anon um but it just so happens that his Anon, he got doxxed, you know, and um, it turns out that Zero X Sifu was really one of the guys involved in the Quadriga exchange, which um, completely tanked and was a complete scam um, led by Gerald Cotton. And uh, um, what's, the, what's the guy's name? I can't, Michael Patron. Um, Michael Patron and Gerald Cotton. Uh, Michael and Gerald Cotton supposedly died, and uh, you know, millions of dollars just somehow disappeared with the death of Gerald Cotton, and even a little, a little bit before that. Well, apparently, you know, Michael Patron, aka Zero X Sifu, got out before all that happened, but he was affiliated with that, and so that stained his name. And he's also uh, a felon, a multiple felon on a lot of these type of financial crimes before that, and and since that. But no, not since that. Um, you know, apparently, you know, what Danny Sesta did when he found out the the um the identity of zero x sifu he continued to work with him um with a i guess a rose glasses rose colored lens perspective that um you know michael patron aka zero x sifu was a changed person that's what happens whenever you work in discord you don't know these people's identities or anything about them and they they show up every day they do good work and you begin to trust their work and you don't care about who they are um so i don't know who i'm working with a lot of times in bankless dow and other DAOs. you know i just know that they do 
good work and they show up and they provide good perspectives. And that's all I know about them or all I care to know about them. So I can understand Daniel Sesta's, you know, reasoning behind all this. Uh, but, you know, he probably should have backed away from that relationship once he found out, but he didn't. He continued. So uh, it just so happens, as things do on the Internet, somebody went to snooping and they uncovered it and then they confronted Daniel Sesta. Hey, do you know who Zero X Sifu is? And he says, oh, yeah, you know, I, you know, I found out, but, you know, he seems like a good guy. Um, and then, but the problem is, is that, you know, they're holding you know, several million to billions of people's dollars in these protocols run by somebody who's a notorious felon um, in partnership. Um, <clears throat> okay. And so Andre Cronhay's partner, Danny Sesta, was associating with that guy. That became a big problem, and a lot of drama swirled around that. And so Andre Cronhay was catching flack for hanging around with Danny Sesta. Now, I go back to my point before about crypto being all about numbers and investing, and you would think that all these people are rational-minded people, but people get so emotionally wrapped up and involved, and there's so much drama going on in the crypto space that Andre Cronhay started to receive a lot of this drama. Well, Danny Sesta um, was basically kicked out of the project, you know, and so it left solidly to 100% to um, to Andre Cronhay. And like I said, Andre Cronhay is a developer. He does not want to interact with people, you know, and he was stuck doing Danny Sesta's job, which was interacting with people. Yeah, you see what I'm saying here? And then it just so happens a couple of weeks later, after all that, um, Andre Cronhay has decided to step down and go into the quagmire of anonymity. Um, and who can blame him? You know, his partner who was handling all his interaction with people um, basically got kicked out you know, for you know him trying to... Uh, I mean, for him associating with a prior felon, and then now, you know, Andre Cronhay has the buttload of the work. Yeah, and he's just like, dude, I just want to develop. And he's, he said he's going completely out of DeFi space. So this entire episode was just me rambling about Andre Cronhay. I spent 37 minutes doing it. Um, hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, right. Ah, man, you know, I don't know. It is what it is. This is just my time to talk about crypto and uh, if i didn't talk about it here and you know you have the ability to just click and turn me off um but uh i if i were to corner my family or friends or um people in my office about this stuff they'd be sitting there just like their eyes glazing over being wow dude that's crazy man wow dude that's crazy man oh wow that's crazy and they'd be like 52, that's crazy's in, and I would still not get the picture. So um, here you are still listening to me. So that's crazy, man. <laughs> All right. Well, I will talk to you later. Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically, if you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I am also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1, that's E-U-R-E-K-A, John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. If you would like to donate some stablecoin or Ethereum, 
please feel free to send it to eurekajohn.crypto or eurekajohn.eth. This will help with the gas costs for all these protocols that I mess around with. Because that gas adds up and I ain't rich. Yet. Thanks again. Thanks again.